Since many of you are now home with your kids who would normally be in school, we're going to talk to Laura Hernandez. She has 10 children and homeschools most of them, so she's got some ideas for us. Stay tuned. All right, I want to get to that interview soon with Laura Hernandez of Mamasystems.net. Also, we'll be talking to her son, Andrew, who's one of her 10 children, and she homeschools most of them. First, I just want to mention a couple things real quickly that I'll talk about at the end of the episode. First of all, you know that I'm a licensed Kahoot guy, and I want to try to organize some kind of Kahoot competition that everybody that listens to this can be a part of. So I want you to consider that and we'll talk about it at the end of the episode. Also, if you're considering in any way starting a podcast, I'll tell you what I think you should do at the end of the podcast as well. So here we go with Laura. All right, Substitute Teachers Lounge is excited to welcome Laura Hernandez. Laura, how are you doing today? I'm so good, Greg. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Now, Laura has created a website called mamasystems.net. I will have a link to that website on the show notes after we're finished here. But Laura, just why don't starting out, why don't you just tell us about your journey over the years, talk about your family and how you came to create that website? Yeah, so we have kind of an interesting family. We have seven biological kids and three that are adopted. So we have right, nice in total. Nice. Um, I'm sure that math is pretty easy, but <laughs> normally when I say ten, people make me repeat it. So I just thought I'd drop this first for you. Um, we live in the Dallas area, and our three that we have adopted are also special needs little buddies. We adopted them out of the foster care system and their siblings, and. Okay. They are, they're trickier than our, than our biological ones, just with their special needs. And it took us a while to figure all of that out. And part of that journey of trying to figure out how our family is going to run in our new normal with these little buddies, getting on the other side, when I found the peace and calm that comes from having systems in place and services in place for them and all of that, I was like, why didn't anybody help me with this? Why? (laughs) I, I would look for resources and couldn't find any and nothing really fit our family and what we needed. And so I created Mama Systems as a coaching service for mamas to help them create systems for their home. Because even though ours, our family is very unique, every, every family is unique, right? So nobody fits an exact mold. Um, so that's what I do. And I love what I do. It's so fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. What is your goal with the website? What, what do you see in the future for that? Well, so the website is just more of a tool for the business, right? So there's, with the business, there's a private coaching segment where it's just one-on-one. And then I also have an online course where I walk mamas through different systems that they can implement in their home. And I teach them how to think about systems and create them in their home. And then there's also a piece of it where I put out a lot of free resources for mamas. and. I mean, for all over the map, like I'm working on a cell phone contract for teens right now that I'm going to be doing with my daughter. And so just so all the things that we implemented in our home that are really helpful for us, 
I kind of throw them out there to the masses as well. Good, good. As you know, I'm not sure, do you know how long the public schools are scheduled to be home in the Dallas area right now? Oh, I just <laughs> I don't even well, know. You know, Fred. in our area, it's April 20th is when right now the governor has uh, scheduled allowing the students to go back. I'm not sure if it will really stay that way. But the main reason I bring it up, there's lots of us at home now. My children are all grown, but there's many, I'm sure, listening to this that are now teaching their own children in their home. Yes. What ideas would you have for them in that regard? Well, one of the resources I put out this week was kind of a tutorial on on creating a homeschool schedule and what life Good. looks like homeschooling. Um, I just took it out of my master course and kind of put it out there for free because I know that so many people are kind of stressing out about it. Nice. Um, which I am too. I, I need to state that. So we homeschool our biological children uh-huh. and I love, love, love doing that. It is like my joy and my passion. And I, I get so much life from it because I love spending time with them and I love uh, learning with them. And so I feel like I'm on that end of the spectrum, but on the other end of the spectrum, our special needs buddies are just really, really hard. And so I, I really like sending them off to school every day. And so if you're hearing me talk about homeschooling in this magical way, I need you to know that I also get the not wanting to have your children home with you all day. And like, I'm there too. So, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. I don't want to sound like I'm over romanticizing anything here. So I found that the best way to do homeschooling and to kind of coach people through homeschooling is to kind of find three things that you really want to emphasize in your homeschooling. And I think especially we're getting so many assignments from the teachers, which is wonderful and great, but looking at all these assignments that are coming in, it's like a full day for each kit, right? Right. Doing my normal homeschool stuff. It is overwhelming. So I'm going to oh, I bet, I bet gazillion emails. And so I just started just deleting emails. I'm not even reading them anymore because it's, it's too much. Um, <laughs> just finding three things that you can focus on and say like, okay, okay. we're just going to get math and reading and typing done today. So, and having whatever the three things are that are the most important to your family. Um, those are typing's not one of ours. Handwriting is. So those are the three things that we focus on every day when we're homeschooling. And so I feel like they have other things assigned to them for sure. And we try to get through those things and whatever, but just having people home all day, nothing ever goes as planned. And so we have to be super flexible with our plans. And I found that focusing on those three things really helps just hone in on what your focus is. And it allows you to let go of the other things. If you don't get to it, if someone ends up throwing up or whatever happens, (laughs) you can feel like you accomplished the day because those three things got done. Gotcha. Do you have them do their classwork consecutively or do you, I you know, I assume you've got them probably, you know, having some fun activities and maybe some chores around the house. Do you break up the education or do you do most of the education in a row and then let them go have fun afterwards? Oh, we break it up. Good. So we'll, we kind of have our morning, how our day looks is we'll have our morning morning chores. And so for us, that looks like kind of what we call roommate responsibilities. So it's a lot of taking care of themselves, you know, making their bed, cleaning up their room, eating breakfast, brushing teeth, all that jazz. Um, and then each of them has 
an extra chore to you in there as well. And then when we're done with that, we have a set time where we start. And so we'll all meet okay. on in our living room on the couches and we start out with a little devotional time. And Good. from there, everybody goes and kind of does their work. And so they'll start with their work. And then around the 10 o'clock time, we have timers set because I find that it helps kind of break up the day and helps make sure we get those scheduled things in, like having a oh, snack. I'm all for that too. <laughs> yeah. So around 10 o'clock, I'll have them go jump and grab a snack and then they can come back and finish up before lunch. Sounds good. You mentioned you have some special needs children. I've subbed for some of those classes myself, but I'm always looking for some ideas. Do you have any ideas in that regard that perhaps, you know, there's some and understandably so. I, I don't have much experience with that. So I was a little anxious when I first went in and then I loved every day of it that I've ever done. Those of those that those are the subs that are anxious. What advice would you have for them to kind of get them fired up to, to try a special needs class as well? Oh, well, I think just the acceptance level of special needs buddies is my, my favorite. I don't know. They're just so accepting. They don't see any They'll never find any fault with you. They will think you are the greatest in the whole world. And I think that is just a beautiful thing. So just sitting with them and reading and giving them attention and showing them that they are loved and cared for, I find is like the greatest thing you could be doing. Oh, absolutely. That's what I've run into too. One of the classes that I did one time, we basically had, this was middle school age and we had maybe... I guess it was nine students and the room itself was in three horseshoe tables. So it was really set up. So it was like me, the sub and two para educators. And I really got close to those kids and I haven't been back to that class in the last couple of months, but I had one class here lately where I covered in the cafeteria for a period and they were there. That's when their class was eating. So I got to sit down and talk to them and they remembered me and they said, when are you going to come back to our class again? So I made a commitment that I would. So you're That's absolutely it. right. You know, just showing some attention, I think really, really makes a difference. Yes. I'm with you. What's the most complicated? Well, let me ask you this. The, the ones that you are homeschooling, do you design your own material? Are you using something that you've discovered or, or how does that go? Yeah, we use a um, curriculum or co-op called Classical Conversations. Okay, good. We've been doing that since the very beginning. That's our 10th year of doing that. And I, Craig, I love it so much because <laughs> I have redeemed <laughs> so much of my education. I just, I, I don't know what I was thinking when I was little, but I was not interested in learning apparently because I'm learning <laughs> now that I'm just amazed that I never learned before. And it's brought to life like history and just learning different facts and different things. And a lot of it is to song. Like we memorize a lot of it to song, which sure again, is just like my favorite and it makes it so much more fun. All that to say. I feel like I've redeemed my education and it's been really fun to be able to learn a lot of things. I have definitely picked up some things I've forgotten while subbing as well. So I know what you mean. (laughs) It's amazing how quickly we forget those things. (laughs) When you use a curriculum like that, I assume it's some paperwork, but then maybe suggestions about activities to learn from around the house. Is that the way it works? 
Well, so this specific curriculum is um, set up so that on we have our co-op days on Monday. And so we go on Monday and we have kind of classes where there's a tutor in there and the tutor is teaching okay. the parents how to present the information. So they'll present okay. the information and then throughout the week for those like four-year-old to fourth grade, it is all just memorization. So it's a ton of memory work. So it's different facts and stuff like that, that are amazing in that. Let me think of an example here. Oh, my four-year-old was watching a documentary with me the other day on the food industry and the, when the FDA came out and all that stuff. And he heard somebody say industrial revolution and he goes, Oh mom, I know about the industrial revolution. <laughs> it started in 1914 and it, or he was like talking about world war one and how the led to the industrial revolution. And he was like, it started around 1914. And I was like, yeah, it totally did. And he was able to like pick up those little facts. Right. So just memorizing yes. those things and knowing, okay, that's when the industrial revolution was. And I don't know. So it kind of strengthens it, doesn't it? It does. So that's what a lot of our, <laughs> A lot of our curriculum looks like, and then they do math on Can Academy. I'm I'm familiar with that. I I, I long termed a sixth grade math class last year, and some of their curriculum in the statistics area was in the eighth grade curriculum, like two years ago. So I found some really good Khan Academy YouTube videos that explained it better than I could. So I, I like that tool as well. <laughs> I do too. And I love, I, I, with my oldest, we had struggled with math. Just me, we would butt heads and she needs to like really understand things. <laughs> I just, like, well, that's just how it is. Right. And so <laughs> I learned very quickly that that was a very good thing to delegate out to other teachers. So, <laughs> well, now I've always been halfway decent at math. I can't say that about all the other subjects, but even even at that, you know, it, it can get complicated in a hurry. And I, I'm 62, so a lot of things have changed in the math field over that, you know, since I've been in school. So that's right. I agree with you. You mentioned that was your oldest child. Uh, what grade is she in? She is in eighth grade. Eighth grade. Okay. So uh, middle school typically is my favorite area to sub in. I, I do high school. I've only done one elementary school class mainly because the others have kept me busy. My wife is a fifth grade history teacher. Uh, oh, I so I, I get, I get my dose of history from her. <laughs> I was curious, the ones that you do have that go to public schools, do they, have you ever hear them talk about their substitute teachers? They do. They'll tell me that like one of their teachers wasn't there today and somebody else was there, but there's not much just, regurgitating anything from school and it being an accurate description of what really <laughs> happened is never, nothing they say is really ever trustworthy. <laughs> so would, would you want me to interview to any of them by any chance? We totally can do that. Okay. Uh, why don't you bring, uh, bring in any of them you want to, and I'll just ask them a couple of questions. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. I have Andrew here with me. Andrew, Andrew, how are you doing? Good, how are you? What what grade are you in? Third. Third grade. What's your favorite subject? Baseball. <laughs> You're my kind of guy. I can tell that. All right. I, in fact, I had a ticket for opening day today for the Reds. I live close to where the Reds play, so I'm really 
disappointed, but I hope we all stay healthy. Let me ask you something. Do you remember any of your substitute teachers in your classes? I don't want to use their names formally, but tell me what makes your favorite substitute teacher your favorite. She got me, she lets us give our Chromebooks back to our home. Okay, all right. I guess you said you're in third grade, so she... If you have a substitute, they're probably teaching you several different subjects that, that, that day, right? Yes. Do you use your Chromebooks for a lot of the different classes? Yeah. Okay. All right. How many students are in your classes? Do you remember? I remember. I don't know. Okay. Does your regular teacher ever t- ask you guys about the sub you had to see if you would like to have them back? Yeah. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it works out that way. So I assume the ones you like are probably the ones all the other students like, right? Right. <laughs> let me ask you one final question, then I'll let you go. Do your Does your regular teacher ever reward you guys, and what does that teacher use? Her name. What's no. that? Her name. Yeah, what does she does she ever give you prizes or do you get to go to the treasure box? Candy or anything like that. She lets me go candy. Okay, good, good. What's your favorite candy to get at school? Bubblegum. <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, I hope that we all get to get back outside here within the next few weeks anyway, and maybe you and I can start participating in baseball again. How's that sound? Okay. That's great. All right. Good to talk to you, Andrew. Thank you. Bye. All right. Oh, that was great. That was great. I'm glad you were allowed us to talk to Andrew. That was perfect. Good. I'm so glad. (laughs) Laura, I really appreciate you coming on here with us today. You've been very helpful. I will make sure that I include the link to your website in the show notes, and you all have the best days you can. Thank you so much, Greg. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Boy, you got to admire Laura. She has 10 kids in the family. She's homeschooling. She's got some of them who are special needs. She's got some in the public schools who are home now because of the quarantine. So I was thankful she was able to share some ideas with us and we thank her for that. I love Dallas. I love the city she's in. The only time I've ever been there was 2014 when Kentucky was in the Final Four in basketball. And yes, it's that time of year, and I miss my basketball. So, But, you know, we're all in this together. I hope it's going well with you so far. Now, I want to mention just a couple of things before we get out of here. One of the things I was going to talk about last week, and we kind of ran longer than I wanted, so I thought I would save it. I am a licensed Kahoot guy, and that basically means that I've just taken all their tests so that I know how to use all their utilities and all their behind-the-scenes type of items. So here's what I would like to do. There is a lot of you listening to this podcast. It's top 10% in education for kids. In fact, it's top 10% overall in Buzzsprout's uh, podcast because of the number of listens. So I really appreciate that. I would like to try to organize over the next couple of weeks, while so many of us are at home, 
a sort of international cahoot. I've got international people that we're talking to. In fact, I've got one interview coming up this week from the United Kingdom, so that'll be a first for us. So what I'm hoping is I can design a cahoot and I'll give you the details later, but it's something I won't just, I will make it a little educational. I'll make it a little pop culture. I'll do some music, some movies, and hopefully I'll try to design it so that the students and the teachers and everybody that's listening to this, and even some people that you think might enjoy it that doesn't always listen to this, I would love for all of us to participate in a Kahoot together. Now, here's what I want you to do. You know that my email is gregcollinssubstitute at gmail.com. Let me know if, if you've got family members that want to participate. You know, as long as they've got a smartphone, they could all participate individually. So I would love it if we could do something like that within the next couple of weeks. I think there is a feature in Kahoot. If you played it before, you know that normally you look up on the teacher screen and see the question and the possible answers. And then when you go to your computer or smartphone, all you've got are the colors and the shapes that correspond with the answers. You don't have the question. You have to look back up on the screen to get the question. So I'm going to work all of that out to make it easier. I think that Kahoot may even have a utility now where the questions can appear on the for the people answering as well. But I'll get all that worked out. What I want you to do, email me at gregcollinssubstitute at gmail.com and say, I think it's a good idea. We would like to participate. We'll approximately be this many people. Now, I know I'm not going to break any records, but I want it to be a lot of people participating at the same time. We'll ask some fun questions. Who knows? I might even have a some kind of prize for first place. Obviously, it's it's going to be maybe a gift card or something like that. Or I'll be honest, if any of you have a business and you're in the position to be able to donate some kind of prize, I would be more than happy to let you do that. But of course, that would be up to you. But we'll come up with something with that regard. So email me at gregcollinssubstitute at gmail.com and we'll see if I can't organize an international Kahoot. I was curious. I looked up on Kahoot to see if they had any stats and believe it or not, I think it was a high school that planned a Kahoot and they organized it for several school systems and there was over 4,000 participants. Now, I think I'm going to set my goal at 100. I would be happy with 100. I hope we get more than that, and I'll give you more details here soon. All right, so that's coming up here soon. The last thing I will mention, you all know, you can tell how much I enjoy this podcast. You can tell that I'm getting more interviews scheduled now, and it's all because of Buzzsprout's Facebook page, let me tell you, they once a week will let you both list your, I think it's on Monday, you get to list your latest episode. Otherwise, it's a Facebook page violation. They don't want people just to promote and it turn into a promoting type thing of your podcast. But once a week on Mondays, they let everybody post their most recent episode to their master post. Then on Wednesday, there's another post that's called an interview post, and they let us go on there and say, hey, we'd like to interview these people. 
we'd like to be interviewed on your podcast. For instance, when I go in there, I say I'm looking for students and teachers and substitute teachers to interview on Substitute Teachers Lounge. And because of that, I have gotten so many interviews scheduled that I'm booked up for several episodes now, and I really appreciate them doing that. One other thing that they decided to do, they are offering their services free to those organizations that were affected by the COVID virus in this way. For instance, they're opening up free accounts for schools and governmental agencies and nonprofits that were really affected and have to share information with their constituents and their students. They're doing that for free. So I'd really admire them for doing that. And I would tell you that I shopped around. I looked at other podcast publishers and I thought Buzzsprout was the best. Their podcasts of their own that they issue a couple of times a week. They're fantastic. Their video channel on YouTube has really the best instructional videos, not just for using Buzzsprout, but for using all the, I use Audacity and Alphonic, and I use that because they taught me how to do that. Now, here's why I'm saying all this. You know that I don't like advertisements, but I believe in these guys, and I'm doing this on my own. They didn't ask me to, but they do allow me to use them in an affiliate agreement. So here's what I'll do. And it will pay off for both of us. If you have any interest in doing a podcast of any kind, I would ask you to consider Buzzsprout. And if you go to my show notes, there's a link to click on there and that will funnel through. They'll know that it came from my account. Now, here's what it will do for both of us. It will pay me $20 if you become a member. It will actually give you a $20 gift card which is basically, once you have a paid account, they'll give you a $20 gift card. And that's basically two months worth of, you know, access to all the utilities and their publishing area. I think that gives you four hours of publishing per month. That gives you all their utilities, all their help functions, all the statistics. The statistics are outstanding. And I would encourage you to do that. So I will leave a link for that on my podcast. I won't talk a lot about it because I don't want this to end up being a hard sales push, but I'm only doing this because I really believe in those guys. I've learned so much from them. And if you if you're you know if you're a movie guy, if you're a music guy, if you're a sports guy, if you're a religious person, any type of subject that you think there needs to be a podcast out there, or you just think you have something to say, I would really encourage you to use Buzzsprout's utilities. I'll leave that link in the show notes and that will help both of us. So I hope you enjoyed this week. Guys, stay safe out there. Stay healthy. We'll see you for the midweek student spotlight episode, and then we'll see you for our regular episode again next Sunday. Talk to you then. Music provided by Ben Sound.